0: This is Cruise Radio.
1: If this whole thing we're going through right now has taught us anything, it is to always have travel insurance. Get a quote today at tripinsurance.com. Broadcasting from the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, how's it going? My name is Doug Parker. Thanks for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio, a review of Holland America's Zyder Dam. Sherry Laskin is here with Cruise News, and don't forget about Cruise Radio News if you just want to know about the cruise industry and what's happening day to day, check out Cruise Radio News, our daily quick hits of the news. You can find that where you listen to your favorite podcast. Just search Cruise Radio News. All right, Sherry's on deck with Cruise News. Hey, Sherry. Hi, Doug. Please give us some good news. Do we have any?
2: We do. We received some positive news today in the form of Royal Caribbean and Norwegian just announcing that they plan to return to service on August 1st. This follows on the heels of Carnival's announcement for August 1st, as well as Disney. Virgin Voyages seems to be a little more cautious, and they've announced an October 1st restart date.
1: And Virgin's really taken care of their guests. They're giving their guests um, 200% future cruise credit and up to $500 on board credits. So uh, yeah, if you have a Virgin cruise book, you can really rack up there. And also, Nassau said they could open up a little sooner than expected.
2: Yeah, let's not jump the gun here. But on Sunday, the prime minister of the Bahamas said that he thinks there is a chance the country could reopen around July 1st. He emphasized, though, that tourist venues like hotels, seaports, and airports are in the process of finalizing how they will implement health and safety protocols, but it will be up to the Bahamian residents to do their part and cooperate with the guidelines. This July 1 reopening isn't written in stone and can be delayed if conditions warrant.
1: So you had some good news. Now we've got to talk about some bad news. And this really impacted a lot of our close friends, Sherry. Massive layoffs across all the cruise brands over the past few weeks.
2: Yeah, we know people that it's just it's it's amazing how this just trickles down into every facet. And as it stands today, each of the big three cruise lines, which covers Carnival, Royal Caribbean, and Norwegian, have furloughed and or eliminated shoreside employees. Positions. The cutbacks range from reservations and sales staff right up to executive positions. A handful of top executives actually quit or retired just days before their jobs would have been eliminated. Carnival Cruise Line terminated over 800 jobs, and 537 employees found themselves furloughed. Under the Carnival Corporation umbrella, Princess Cruises and Holland America will also terminate or furlough nearly 2,000 shoreside employees. Then over at Royal Caribbean, which of course includes Celebrity Azamara and Silver Sea, almost 5,000 shoreside employees were laid off last month. The cruise line expects an additional 500 plus jobs to be eliminated soon. And then going back to Norwegian, they were the first to announce their layoffs and cutbacks back in March A shorter work week was implemented, along with a 20% reduction in pay, stretching from regular employees to company executives. And then on a smaller scale, MSC Cruises, which has four ships cruising from North America but is headquartered in Switzerland, will, will furlough almost 130 Florida employees.
1: And Disney has extended some cancellations.
2: Yeah, so Disney Cruise Line just announced that it's extending its cancellation period through July 27th. That means technically they could begin sailing on July 28th if they actually had a departure in their di- on that date, but they don't. And as I mentioned at the top, Disney will begin cruising on August 1st with the Disney Dream, and that will be followed by Disney Fantasy on August 2nd. And then The Wonder on the 4th, and Disney Magic begins sailing again on August 5th. So if you had a cruise booked during that new cancellation period, which stretches through July 27th, you can request a full refund or receive, as you probably can guess, a future cruise credit. If you decide on the future cruise credit, you have 15 months to book your new cruise.
1: A couple of weeks ago, we talked about this next story where 18 carnival ships all met off the coast of the Bahamas to start this crew repatriation process. And it looks like they're starting to make some headway now.
2: They are. That was incredible to try to to look at that in one yeah. of the, um, the the crew, you know, the satellite views mm-hmm. of what, where all the ships are. That Can, can you imagine trying to orchestrate that? Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> gosh as you mentioned, Carnival Breeze arrived in Southampton, England last weekend to disembark crew members who were, as we've sort of mentioned, unable to fly home from the United States because of travel restrictions. So crew, crew members were divided into two groups. The first group of 70 left the ship for flights to their home countries, which included Australia and Africa. And then there was a second round of crew members who departed the next day, This was a total of about 165 people, and they boarded flights to head home to European countries. Carnival Breeze will then bring the remaining crew members home by cruising from Southampton south to Spain, Italy, and then around Italy's boot up to Croatia, and the ship, once this is all done, is scheduled to start cruising on August 1st from Port Canaveral, Florida.
1: Yeah. And on top of that, Carnival Magic actually arrived in Dubrovnik on Wednesday. And before that, it went uh, to Gibraltar to drop crew members off. And on Wednesday morning during Royal Caribbean's earnings call, um, the CEO, Richard Fain, said that they are actually using nine different cruise ships to bring home over 10,000 crew members. So it's really good to see these crew members getting home one way or the other.
2: Yeah. And some have been at sea now for months. So it's good to see that they're finally starting to be dispersed, and go home.
1: Absolutely. And last but not least, Norwegian Cruise Line extended its peace of mind policy.
2: Yep. And as reported in cruise industry news, Norwegian Cruise Line decided to extend their peace of mind cancellation policy. So under this plan, you can cancel any cruise through November 30th of this year, anytime up until 48 hours before embarkation. Those who choose to cancel under this peace of mind policy receive a full refund in the form of, well, you guessed it, a future cruise credit, and this future cruise credit can be applied to any sailing that embarks through December 31st of 2022, and if you apply your future cruise credit to any sailing that departs from October 2020 through December 2022, you will receive a 20% discount if you book it by the end of this month.
1: Yeah, a lot of cruise lines are rolling out these kind of cruise with confidence or peace of mind policies, so it's good to see this. Listener question from Sandy. Email yours to Doug at cruiseradio.net. Sandy wants to know, what itinerary has the best beaches for relaxing? We are looking to sail Carnival Mardi Gras in 2021. I have to choose between Costa Maya, Roatan, and Cozumel, or San Juan, Grand Turk, and Amber Cove.
2: Well, hi, Sandy, and what a perfect name for this question. That's the first thing I noticed. So if I had to choose, I would probably take option number one with Costa Maya and Cozumel, Um, And the reason is, first of all, Costa Maya, um, you know, you dock and you're right at the cruise entertainment complex. And it's just a short and really inexpensive ride to get to Mahual, this little village. It was once um, a fishing village, actually, and it's still a quiet place if you just want to relax. I will have to add, though, if you plan to go into the water... They have had a problem in the past with seaweed, and it's a little bit pebbly as well, but the stretch of beach is beautiful, and there's some really good restaurants along the promenade. And then on this same cruise itinerary, it includes Cozumel, and they have great beaches. And again, it's similar. Um, you know, you have to take a short little ride to get to the beach clubs, but the beaches there are very, very nice. and A lot of them have their own restaurants. If you Choose the other one, which is San Juan, Grand Turk, and Amber Cove. Um, San Juan, you need a shore excursion or taxi or something to get to the beaches because you dock downtown, there's no beach there. Um, Grand Turk is wonderful. You know, that's, of the three, if, if you could put something together like a beach cruise, it would be Costa Maya, Cozumel, and Grand Turk for me, but they don't have that itinerary. But with Grand Turk, you'll also dock right at the cruise entertainment complex, and The only difference is the beach is right there. So you don't have to get into a vehicle to get to a beach. And then they have places to eat within the complex. And, of course, as you know, Doug, we've talked about it. Jack Shack is just a short walk along the sand.
1: Yeah, I'm with you, Sherry. I would pick the Western, too, because you have Roatan. You have a little French key over there. Such a fun place. Um, And also we're Carnival Docks, Mahogany Bay. You have the flying carpet kind of ride that takes you to the beach. That's always fun. Uh, Of course, Cozumel, you have Mr. Sancho's. You have Nachi Kokum and Chunkanab, all three beautiful beaches there and some really good drinks as well. And Costa Maya, yeah, you have the pier right there. Not a beach at the port, but take that little ride in and you have that little quaint beach you'd like to go to, Sherry. And There's also a couple of all-inclusives around there too. All right, we've been talking with Sherry Laskin from CruiseMaven.com. Thank you, Sherry.
2: Stay safe. Thanks, Doug. Same to you. If you have an Amazon Alexa enabled device,
1: ask her to enable the cruise radio news skill so you can get daily updates anytime straight from cruise radio. A big question we get at cruise radio is how do I know if I need trip insurance?
0: Check out our blog, the video page, and interact at cruiseradio.net.
1: A few months ago, Rick sailed on Holland America's Zyderdam, and he joins us on the line to talk all about it. Hey, Rick. Hey, Doug. How are you today? Good, man. Good to talk to you again. It's been a little while, and it's also been a little while since we've heard about Holland America's Zyderdam. So I'm stoked to talk about the ship. It just underwent a dry dock a couple of months ago. So before we get to the ship, as we always do, we'll take a step back. Give us some pre-cruise thoughts. What made you want to take this seven-nighter on Zyderdam?
0: Well, living in Indiana, I'm always anxious to get away sometime in January or February and, and do a Caribbean cruise. So we just wanted something to relax We've been to the ports before, just wanted to have good food, good service, good accommodations, and and, uh, get some sun.
1: You make your way from Indiana down to South Florida. Any pre-cruise time? Yeah, we came down a a day early and
0: stayed at the uh, Riverside on Las Olas in Port Lauderdale. We really like it. It's an interesting hotel. There's great restaurants there and, and in that area, and it's always wise to fly in a day ahead of time. You never know what the weather is going to be.
1: And you make your way from your hotel there in Los Solos to the cruise terminal at Port Everglades. How was your embarkation? Because I know Port Everglades can be one of two ways, either really packed with, you know, eight or nine ships in port or, you know, fairly simple because only two or three. It was pretty busy. I think there were six
0: in port that day and, um, We were behind uh, Equinox uh, dock there, so there was quite a bit of traffic, but when we got into the terminal, they've renovated it a little bit, it seems like, since the last time I was in there, and the check-in seemed to go really fast. There was no line. We got our cruise cards set down and probably waited about 20 minutes, and then we were on board.
1: And this is your first time sailing on Zyderdam, so what were your impressions walking on board the ship? I've been on a couple of her sisters, but
0: it's been a a long time. Uh, More recently, I've been on Koningsdam and and Eurodam. And the ship turns 18 this year. And like I said, just completed a a fairly extensive dry dock in uh, Freeport in in December. And I was just amazed. In, In general, in so many areas, the ship looks brand new. The paint gleams. There's new carpeting. Uh, through most of the of the public areas, it has a much more modern uh, look to it. When she first came out, she had a lot of garish colors and it was just a, a wild color scheme. And now it's much more muted, and you have the grays and the, and the the beige. But the the soft goods were were great. The cabins were great. The public rooms were, were fantastic.
1: Did they digitalize the crow's nest on this refurb? That's what I don't like. Mm -hmm. Um, In my opinion,
0: it's a mistake that Holland America has made. And interestingly, on that note, when Koningstam went in for her dry dock, they did not change hers. But this one had been done on a previous dry dock. And while it looks nice, it it killed the atmosphere Mm -hmm. by combining the the bar with the Explorations Cafe. It's not a separate entity anymore. And the table's... Uh, that you can l- look up digital information were largely not used. Mm-hmm. And the seating was not as comfortable as what it had been in the past. Yeah. But and, and it's a great place to have a, a, for, for views to sit up there, but they don't have any music uh, anymore, uh, live music up there either.
1: Yeah, I do like the whole technology part of it, and you can kind of see where you're going and look up information, but it kind of feels more sterile now. It does. The one thing that showed the speed and all that, that's kind of
0: cool, and that's parked up front. But um, if anything, it is. It it leaves people kind of cold, and they don't hang out like like they used to up there.
1: And if you're wondering what we're talking about, uh, Holland America has the crow's nest, usually the forward part of the ship on the very top deck. It's kind of an observation lounge And they recently have added a lot of technology up there and kind of removing the intimate feel and making it more of a techie kind of sterile feel. So uh, we'll talk more about that later, though. Let's talk about the stateroom. What kind of stateroom did you book on this cruise and what did you think of it? Well, last year we had booked uh, an aft extended
0: balcony on Infinity and absolutely loved it. So when we started looking around for this, I thought I wanted to to see if I could get another Stern balcony. And we were lucky enough to be able to get one deck five with a a larger balcony. And the cabin itself is actually larger than some of the standard uh, balcony cabins. The layout is great. They have a nice seating area with a sofa. They've installed new large flat screen TVs with uh, on-demand movies in addition to uh, the uh, regular satellite channels that they have, and then the, the we were traveling with friends, so we were able to partially open the divider uh, to have access to both of our balconies.
1: During the refurb, did they wind up putting USB plugs in the staterooms? Not by the bed, which would have been really nice. We we
0: had to go over to the desk and plug yeah. things in. I wish they would, had added that. I was actually kind of surprised that they hadn't. The one thing that they did add that I noticed last year on Koningstam. sometimes in, in the past we'd have to like leave the, the bathroom light on at night and shut the door. So you, you can see a little bit. Now, whenever you, you get up and move there, there's a motion sensor detectors and low level lighting comes on and then it goes mm-hmm. off by itself. So that's really cool.
1: The bathroom uh, in your cabin, did you have um, a stand up shower or was there a bathtub in there? It was a
0: tub, and, and they had ripped out the tubs okay. during the refit, at least in these cabins, and they were all new units that were put in.
1: Okay. Wow. Interesting. But
0: they looked you know, essentially the same mm-hmm. uh, with with the shower and the, and the tub combo.
1: Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the food on Zyderdam. We'll start in the main dining room. Uh, what time dining did you have, and how was your service and food? We did any time dining uh, in this case,
0: and we were able to— book the evening ahead for the time that we wanted. We don't tend to eat very late, so it, it was never a problem for us to get a table. The service was outstanding, and uh, the food was absolutely wonderful in the main dining room. The presentation of it, the pacing of it, it was all great. Now, that can be, I suppose, a good thing
1: or a bad thing, depending on, on watching what you eat, But but we really, yes. really enjoyed the food. And then up at the top at the Lido Deck, I believe they call the the marketplace or something like that. How was the buffet on board? We had a, a lunch one time, and
0: and it's nice. the The problem with Holland America is they don't have a lot in the evening after eight o'clock. Like mm-hmm. if you wanted to get a cookie or something, well, they won't have anything hardly open. So that's yeah. kind of strange, in that regard. But I felt that the selection. That they had for lunchtime, and the quality, uh, even more importantly, was outstanding,
1: yeah, that's one thing I'll give Holland America. Their buffet is pretty good, and the quality is definitely there. There's also what Canaletto and Pinnacle Grill on this ship. Did you dine at either one of those specialty restaurants?
0: We did both. The first
1: night they were running a promotion
0: uh, am I think it was twenty five percent off at at Canaletto. And so we went there. And in the past, we've not always been real thrilled with Canaletto. Mm -hmm. But in the past year, they have changed the menu. And we've also had some service issues. So for those that may not be familiar, it's a a part of the Lido. There's a little different seating, and they have some glass dividers. So it can be a little noisy. That doesn't really bother me. But this time, even though it, it was fairly busy in there, the service was outstanding, and the menu was, was good, and the food was just delicious.
1: One thing I took issue with in Cataletto, and I don't know if it's the same on Zyderdam as it was on Stottendam, but they took the chicken parm off the menu, and they only offered it one night during the cruise. So say they offered it on Monday night, and we were eating there on a Thursday night. We couldn't even, like, request it. We had to go there Monday to have the chicken parm, or you weren't getting it. Yep, same thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I can't remember now what I I had when we were there, but I I know each one of us had something a little different, and and we all really enjoyed it. But yeah, you would think you could get something like that that they would have kept on uh, the menu, but they they've altered it.
1: Yeah, and that's something good to know. Like if you're going to eat there or going to Salem Holland America, and you like the Italian specialty restaurant maybe go check their daily special board the first day of the cruise and see what night you want to go there. If there's something on the list you really you know, you know, really want to have. The other specialty restaurant is Pinnacle Grill. How was that? We went there twice
0: for lunch and once for dinner. Mm-hmm. And in general, the service is pretty good. We had a little bit of an issue uh, at, at lunch one day. But they have the best hamburgers. I know that's probably kind of sad to go to – especially restaurant and, and, and get a hamburger. But I love how Holland America does it. And their dessert, they had a trio of gelatos. And they are, their coffee gelato is, is just to die for. It, it's so good. And then the dinner experience that we had, uh, I thought my steak was outstanding. The pacing w- was nice in it. And, and it, uh, with the refit, um, they've redone the chair some. And it's, it's just a relaxed, uh, elegant, uh, quiet venue to to have a, a
1: a great special meal. I really like that they added the Alaska king crab legs too to that menu in the past couple of years or so because those king crab legs are so freaking delicious. I didn't get that, I, but the people sitting across from us did. Yeah, and my gosh, those things are huge. Uh, and they left nothing on their plate so i'm assuming it
0: was very good
1: (laughs) yeah definitely is okay so we had um let's see pinnacle canaletto main dining room buffet anything outside of that like pizza or anything you want or dive in no i didn't go to to either this time Uh, dive
0: in seemed to be busy a couple in our party did and they said it was good
1: very nice let's talk about the entertainment on this seven night cruise what did you think of it this is something that they've changed
0: their direction again, a little bit while they've had the the music row for a while with billboard on board and Lincoln center stage, they have recently done away with some of what people would consider the traditional uh, production shows on board. And they have what's called one step company. And the, the first show we went to, it was, it was outstanding. The talent of the cast There's no live music anymore, sadly. Uh, There was no orchestra any longer. It was canned and the singing was lip sync, but it was primarily dancing. And they've got a new light sound system that they installed. So the backdrops were, were very, very good. Went to another one of the shows and I didn't enjoy it quite as much in that. And it becomes a little bit repetitive. They have done away so much by not having an orchestra. Uh, If you're performing at Lincoln Center Stage, I think they're probably contracted to perform just in that venue. So like in the Ocean Bar, you don't have live music. In the Crow's Nest, you don't have live music. So that is kind of missing when you compare them to Princess or to Celebrity.
1: How was the music around the ship that was there outside of the theater? Lincoln Center Stage is always outstanding.
0: I did not go to B.B. King's. I'm I'm not a real fan of blues, but I heard people comment that it it was very good. And uh, I never did see the billboard on board performing when we were down in that area.
1: How were the sea days as far as crowds and congestion? Never felt crowded on the ship.
0: Whether or not it was full, I'm, I'm not sure. But even on sea days, you would sometimes wonder where everybody was. It's so well laid out and so easy to get around and so many options to be inside or outside with a view. They have a great promenade deck with uh, teak loungers and three times around the mile. It's it's great to walk and I I really enjoyed that. But even up on top, you go uh, above the the pool deck areas and there's enormous places for sunning and, and and it's all teak lined, which you don't see much anymore.
1: Was smoking an issue in the casino? Not that I saw. You could smell it,
0: you know, just a little bit, but no, it it really wasn't an issue. And I I was only in there briefly, and I don't like cigarette smoke, and it never bothered me.
1: I'm trying to think now. That ship years ago had, I think it was called the Northern Lights Disco right there behind the casino. Is that still there? Right.
0: No, they took that out on all of the vistas, and they have installed a gallery bar. And it's really kind of a cool place to be a windowless space. They have made it like a funky art gallery. And you you have some pieces that you will kind of recognize. And then some that are really odd paintings or uh, odd photographs. And it's fun to go around the room and and look at the individual pieces. Uh, They have great seating in there. And it opens up to the uh, casino bar and then, One night a week uh, around 9 or 9.30, they have a chocolate parade. Waiters bring out all kinds of chocolate desserts uh, that are complimentary. So that's kind of a cool thing that they do in the gallery bar. And they also have some video screens. So I think if there was a a special sporting event, uh, something of that nature, uh, they'll have it on in there as well.
1: Yeah, that, that disco never really, uh, the nightclub never got much play. Like after 12 o'clock, it was always pretty dead in there. Oh, yeah. So probably good that they yeah. put the gallery there instead. Let's talk about the ports of call you went to on this seven-night Eastern Caribbean cruise. What was the first one?
0: The first one was uh, Grand Turk. And uh, we just spent a little time in, in the uh, cruise uh, center there and over at Margaritaville. And then went back and just enjoyed the ship. And then uh, we went on to San Juan, and that's always fun. Went to the Condado Vanderbilt Hotel for a lunch. They have a great restaurant overlooking the sea, and the service was fantastic. The views were beautiful, and then wandered around Old Town for a while. And then on to St. Martin and uh, went around the, the Dutch side a little bit. Uh, it was kind of an early day because the sailing was at 3 o'clock, so you, you had to watch. We had... I don't know if you've ever gone to Holland House, uh, no. hotel and restaurant on the beach there in St. Martin, but we really enjoy it. It's great views and great food and did that and then went back to the ship. And then Half Moon Key is always beautiful. They have the best beaches to me in, in any of the private islands.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was funny because you and I were both in San Juan on the same day, on the 21st of January, and we had no clue. I, I, I don't like to no. announce – like when I go somewhere, I don't like to announce it until I get back. Just I've always been right. with my radio background and people kind of showing up randomly and things like that. I always just kind of talk about it after I went there, but – I'm kind of reevaluating that now because you've been coming on my show and doing reviews for years. We've never met, and that would have been the perfect opportunity because uh, I was down there visiting some friends, and uh, I flew in from Orlando. You were there from 12 to 8, and I was there from like 10 o'clock to 9 p.m., so – Perfect chance to meet. But, <laughs> it would have been
0: fun. We would have taken you to lunch.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would, have been, that would have been awesome, man. It would, would have been a better lunch than at Senior Frogs, that's for sure. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> that, that was no a liquid doubt. lunch. So, uh, so you make your way <laughs> back to Port Everglades. How was disembarkation?
0: Pretty easy. Uh, we we were not in any great hurry. Our flight was until after one o'clock. So we, we collected our bags and, and headed out. Well, I suppose we were probably in the in the uh, the terminal maybe twenty minutes and then got outside and got a cab over back to the airport.
1: When you got back in port, was Costa Luminosa there by chance? Yes. I've always yeah, wanted to see that 19. ship. Yeah, that's like one of those hybrid ships that they have. Like, what is it, Spirit and Vista, I believe. I've yeah. never, never yeah. been on it before, but I'd like to, uh, like to see that one day. So disembarkation was kind of fast, efficient. So looking back on your cruise, uh, what was the biggest highlight for you?
0: Just to be uh, relaxed.
1: Pampered and
0: have good food. We really just enjoy. We can't say enough about the crew and how the renovations have been done on board Zyderdam. It quickly rises in the ranks to be one of my favorite ships.
1: Speaking of food, Rick, um, how was the food at the barbecue on Half Moon Key? That was the one real letdown.
0: Okay, we went and got a hamburger, and partner bit into his, and it was raw. <laughs> so, oh wow. He was not happy about that and went over back to the to the shed, and and an officer was there and, and really was not happy about it. It was kind of busy, so I just thought, nah, eh, I'll, I'll pass the rest and go back and get a little something at the Lido, <laughs> which is exactly what I did.
1: You know, one thing I noticed with Half Moon is, do they do this on your sailing too, where if you have the drink package, you can't use it on Half Moon, but you can buy, like, a, a day drinking pass for Half Moon for, like, $24. Do they offer that for your sailing? Same thing, and I
0: don't understand that. It, yeah, it's
1: weird. Since they control it, it makes no sense mm-hmm. to me.
0: I could get it if you had outside vendors, Yeah, but it's all theirs. And I, I heard several people grumble that, you know, they didn't understand why it was going to cost X amount, you know, to get a drink. So that's probably something they should look at in the future.
1: Do you have any first-time tips to offer anyone either sailing Zyderdam or a seven-night Eastern Caribbean cruise? If you're going on Zyderdam, expect
0: good food, good service, and low-key entertainment. It's not going to be a high-energy type ship. It's people that can largely self-entertain or have a lot of social interaction. It's ideal for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Eastern Caribbean is is just it's varied. I think the islands are beautiful. You have the mountains, and it's always beautiful to sail in and out of the the different ports. So it's always fun to return to that
1: yeah, every that's, year or two. That sail in and sail away from Saint Martin is beautiful. It is. It's
0: just gorgeous. Yeah, especially
1: when and it's always the- fun to watch other ships mm-hmm. for, for cruise addicts. Yep, and
0: it's great to see all the others in port.
1: You got that right. Now, in closing here, your final thoughts of Zyderdam. Absolutely great. Like I said, for an 18-year-old ship, she looks brand new.
0: Oftentimes, you can get a good deal on her. Give it a try. I think you'll enjoy it.
1: We've been talking with Rick about his seven-night Eastern Caribbean cruise out of Port Everglades on Holland America's newly refurbished Zyderdam. Rick, always a pleasure, my friend. Same with you. Great to talk to you. All right, Dougie, let's see what we got here, buddy. Cruise Radio is produced weekly in Jacksonville, Florida. For partnership opportunities, email Doug at cruiseradio.net. Hear Cruise Radio on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Google Play, or at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer!